Hello, my rebels, and I hope you're having a good Christmas time. Hopefully, you're having a chance to take a break from a busy year, or maybe you're still on staycation and have been for many months. Either way, it's a pleasure to have you listen to the podcast. Uh, over the days ahead, we have the best of The Rebel, compilations of some of our favorite videos this past year. I hope you enjoy them. We'll be back with original programming very early in the new year, but I think a lot of these videos you're about to hear today in the next few days um, may well be new to you because they were on our YouTube channel, but they were not on my show, The Ezra LeVant Show. So I hope you enjoy these because I think most of them may be new for you and they're really some of our best work. So without further ado, here are the best of the Rebels shows from 2020. And uh, just in closing, let me invite you to become a Rebel News Plus subscriber. You get the video version of these shows, which uh, the podcast is great, but seeing the visuals, especially in some of our most dramatic coverage, really makes a difference. Just go to rebelnews.com, click subscribe. It's eight bucks a month. As you know, we don't take a dime from Trudeau. So this is how we, well, we rely on you, frankly. Okay, here's today's show. Tonight, the top videos of 2020. What were the most popular things watched by our viewers? It's New Year's Eve, and this is the Ezra Levant Show. Why should others go to jail Why? when you're a biggest carbon consumer I know? There's 8,500 customers here, and you won't give them an answer. The only thing I have to say to the government about why I publish it is because it's my bloody right to do so. You know, uh, Rebel News has published close to 20,000 videos since we were born. I don't know the exact number. It's got to be higher than 15,000. So many, I don't even have time to watch them all, I have to confess, 10 or 15 a day. We've geared down a little bit over the Christmas break, but we'll be right back at her uh, in January. Um, you never know what's going to go viral. Something you just are certain is going to rocket, sort of flops. Other things, you're just shocked that they take off like a rocket. And... How does it happen? Well, luck, chance, a great headline, a great thumbnail. Often the algorithm works if it's something that Google is promoting that day or something Google is suppressing that day. As we know, in early 2017, YouTube, Google, and the rest of the tech giants decided to suppress and demonetize conservative content. So any video that gets hundreds of thousands, let alone a million views, has got to be great because it's fighting against the algorithm. And I want to show you three top videos of the year 2020. Uh, these aren't number one, two, and three in a row. Actually, two of our top videos were about a young man named Jeremiah in Alberta, a young farmer who was taken out of his combine and just beaten by police. But these three, I think, uh, are they're in the top five or six of the videos. And I think they show sort of a spectrum of the work we've done. So if you want to see our top 10 videos, you can go to our YouTube page and they're listed. But um, let me introduce to you three videos that I think you'll find very interesting, and they are amongst our top videos of 2020. I just want to be clear that there, we had a couple others that we selected these instead. Uh, the third uh, one is when I was summoned by two ex-RCMP officers to an interrogation at Election Canada headquarters over my book, The Lebranos, 
and I brought my hidden camera along. Remember this? I wrote a book called The Libranos, What the Media Won't Tell You About Justin Trudeau's Corruption. During the election, it hit number two on the Amazon bestseller list with rave reviews. Justin Trudeau did not like that. So over Christmas, I received this letter from the government by registered mail, accusing me of breaking the law and demanding that I meet with investigators. And if I didn't, I'd get in deeper trouble. You can read that letter for yourself at saverebelnews.com. So last week, I went to Ottawa to be interrogated at the high security headquarters of Elections Canada. I was curious, were they really serious? Were they really going to investigate me and prosecute me and fine me, maybe even jail me for writing a book that criticized their boss during an election? Yes. The senior investigator actually told me that by choosing to publish my book during the election, that made it an illegal campaign activity. Here, take a look. You did a, a blurb online that I watched, and you speak about, of course, that it was released in time for the election which if, if that's your position today, that wouldn't allow you to have the exemption for, for advertising for a book. Yeah, I think I know why they told me I wasn't allowed to videotape my interrogation. And just to be clear, uh, because of the security features uh, in this area here, I know a video recording will be allowed. Thanks for the suggestion, but one thing I've learned from kangaroo courts is that no one will believe how bad they are unless they see it with their own eyes. So instead of Telling you how it went, let me show you. I recorded almost an hour of footage, so I'll put it online in a series of videos. This is the first. I'll put the rest up at saverebelnews.com. And while you're there, please consider helping me cover my legal bills because these guys are deadly serious. They have at least five federal investigators on the case. How many investigators are on this file? You're, so far, it's four people that have been in touch with me from your office plus an anonymous email is like how many people do you have on this project it ebbs and flows it all depends so it, it might even grow larger than four people i'm i'm not sure i'm not sure how many uh, uh, there actually are on the file we've been asked today to meet with you and to collect the facts that we'll give back to the main investigator which is louise panton who will uh write up the her, her report based on the knowledge that we have mm -hmm. so that she can inform the commissioner so he can make an informed decision as to uh, if there was, in fact, uh, a breach of the law. Four cops plus the boss. And I really mean cops, former senior RCMP officers. My interrogation was conducted by Tim Mackin, a 30-year veteran of the RCMP, where he worked on terrorism cases. And Paul Couture, also a 30-year veteran of the RCMP, who also worked on terrorism cases. That's who was interrogating me. They wouldn't give me their business cards, but I managed to take a photo of their ID. So yeah, I have to lawyer up. If you can help me, please do at saverebelnews.com. Anyways, when we sat down, I actually asked the first question to the cops. What exactly was the complaint against me? I'd come all the way to Ottawa to defend myself against some complaint, but they hadn't shown it to me yet, so I didn't know what I had supposedly done wrong. Take a look at this. Uh, can I see the complaint against me? The letter that you received? No. I presume that you're investigating oh, based complaint. on a complaint. Yeah. Oh, this is still part of the investigation, so we'll have to, uh, once the investigation's been uh, completed, um, the commission will have to make a decision, and at that point, she'll have to decide if, if that is releasable or not. It's not so something that's usually is released, no. 
So it's a secret complaint? It's not a secret complaint. It's just a complaint that's part of the investigation. And to, to, to keep the integrity of the investigation right now, uh, you all understand that we can't share everything that we have. As we oh, I don't want everything that you had. I just, if I'm here to meet a complaint, but you won't show me the complaint, how can I possibly meet the complaint? How can I possibly respond to something that you won't show me? Well, I think the letter was quite clear on what we're, what the infraction is, is alleged, and uh, this is what we want to clarify with you. Well, did you generate the complaint, or was it from an outside party? No, we didn't generate the complaint. The okay, so someone did not generate the complaint. So someone external to your office generated the complaint. That is usually the case. Is that the case in this case? Yeah. Yeah, we did not generate the complaint. Okay, was it the Liberal Party that generated the we complaint? We can't go into that, sir. So you won't tell me who the complaint is? Who the complainant is? That's a secret? Yeah, no, no, not at this point. So at what point do you tell me who the, the secret complainant is? The commissioner is the, the ultimate uh, responsible person for, uh, for the investigation and, and how this uh, is so, decided. So. so how do I know what I've what conduct has been complained about if you won't tell me. Now this went on for some time. They kept referring to their Christmas time letter to me uh, about the complaint, but not the complaint itself, if it even exists. So I got a little bit lippy, I admit. They were conducting a secret interrogation of me based on a secret complaint. So I told them to play at that game. I have my secrets too, like my name. My name is Paul Couture, spelled C-O-U-T-U-R-E. I will ask my colleague to please identify himself for the recording. My name is Tim Mackin. And sir, could you, uh, just for recording, uh, advise who you are? Well, it's a secret. I'm, I don't know if I can tell you that secret. Just for the recording, we have with us Mr. Levant, who registered at the front office. I, uh, I saw when he registered, so. I suppose I should have left the meeting right there. It was obviously a trap. These two cops kept saying the door was unlocked and I could just walk out. I'm here under protest. I believe that this is contrary to the statute and I think it may actually be contrary to uh, the Constitution. I just want to put it on uh, you, the record. You're here, that you're, you're here, here under, under protest, free will. Under protest. You understand that you can leave at any time, sir? Yes, but I've you're also... You're free to, to answer or not the, the questions that we may have. We're here to have a discussion to clarify um, the issues that were mentioned in the letter uh, to right. your attention. Do you have a copy of the letter in front of you? Or? I actually do, sir. Thank you. Okay, that'll save me from digging it up. Yeah. Um, so understand that uh, the door is unlocked. You can leave at any time. You're certainly free to stay or, or to leave. We have no issues with that. We're but I wanted to find out more from them. I mean, who ever heard of an author being interrogated by police? That's how they do it in China or Iran, not Canada. So they wouldn't show me the complaint. Okay, well, what documents did they expect from me? Were they going to go through my editorial notes? What did they want from me? What documents, if any, do you want from me? At this point, I'm not sure. We need to have a conversation to understand uh, what your point of view was on, on the actual signs and, and determine uh, when they were actually uh, produced and to what, uh, to what means. And from there, we'll see later. If, if you have any documentation that you want to provide us, we'll be more than happy to, 
to accept whatever you want to provide. Well, I don't want to provide you anything because I think this is an unlawful investigation. I think it's political in nature. Uh, I think it's probably unconstitutional. So I don't want to provide you with anything. I'm here under protest. I didn't want to come here. But your letter made it clear that coming here would reduce any penalties. So it makes sense for me to come here. But I come here under some duress. So I'm asking you if you want any documents. And you're dancing around. Do you want my dog? I don't want to give you anything. But I'm asking you if you want my documents. And you won't say so. Why are you being so strange about this? Do you want any documents or not? We don't know if we need documents or not right now at this point. Okay, so you don't want any documents at this point? Not today. Do you know now if you will want documents at a later day? I am not the lead investigator in this file, sir. I'm here so to gather some facts for today okay. and so report back to the lead investigator. And, and if she determines that she would uh, want so you don't know an offering. You don't know anything. It felt like a Kafka-esque nightmare. Why did they call me there? It felt like they were playing games. What do you think? Who was pulling the strings? These 30-year RCMP veterans, well, they sounded like errand boys for someone else? I was getting a bit frustrated. Will you subpoena my documents if I don't give them to you? I can't speak on that, sir. I'm not the lead investigator here. So you might subpoena my documents. You won't rule it out. Like I said, I'm not the, main, I'm not the lead investigator in this file. It I sounds like, like they sent the sandwich boy down. It sounds like they sent the intern down. Are you his boss? Can you answer any of these things? Like, do you want documents or not? Why, why can't you just say that? So, Mr. Levant, why don't we just cross the first portion, why? which is if you, if you are representing Rebel News Network, That's a secret. Today, because you said it was a secret. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you my secret if you tell me your secret. And the thing is, you actually have an obligation to tell me your secret. Your secret is, what's the complaint here? How can I push back against the complaint you won't show me? How do you think that's going to look in court when we take this to a judicial review? You, you invited me down here. You won't tell me what documents you want, or if you even want them. You won't tell me who complained. You won't show me the complaint. And, <laughs> and you're saying it's a secret. Do you know what that looks like? I'm here to answer a secret complaint. How can I answer it if I don't see it? Do you want to take a break and get some permission from your mom or whoever to show me the document? Like, do you need, do you need to, to meet with the boss? No? So you've been instructed not to show me the complaint? I said the complaint is part of the investigation, and it's not something that we release while the investigation is, is ongoing. So how, so how can I possibly respond to a secret complaint? We have indicated what is part of the complaint. There's not a word in here from the complaint. This is your words. Yes. So frustrating, but here's the weirdest part. We all know that writing books during elections is not illegal. In fact, that's when many political books are published. There were plenty of pro-Trudeau books published at the same time as mine. The Election Act specifically exempts books and the promotion of books from the law. And in their threat letter to me, they actually quote the section that proves I'm exempt. Look at this. I have never seen a letter 
of accusation, a threat letter before, from any public authority that contains within it a defense against the accusation. Uh, I'm talking about the paragraph on the second page by Milan Gijou that says, um, as you may know, the definition of election advertising in the Act contains examples of some communications that could promote or oppose a registered party or candidate, but that do not constitute election advertising. Among those examples, these examples is one that applies to the promotion of the sale of a book if the book was planned to be made available to the public regardless of whether there is to be election. So right in your letter, you show me that books and the promotion of books are exempt. I've never seen a cop pull me over and say, you were speeding, but I gotta tell you my radar gun's broken, so you probably weren't speeding. You say, you accuse me of breaking the law, but right in your own letter, you show that I'm not, so why am I here? We are not investigating the book or the contents of the book. You, you have the, and it says right here, or the promotion of a book. The promotion of the sale of a book we need is exempt. We need to determine if the signage was actually promotion of the book, or was it political advertising? There, That's the there's three words on the sign. There's three words on the sign. You need help figuring out what they mean? You, you can't understand what that sign means. Look, we promoted the book in a dozen ways. Posters, coffee mugs, t-shirts, videos, fun lawn signs, a giant billboard. And the law exempts it all, books and the promotion of books. Now, several times these cops said that they weren't actually interested in investigating my book, just my promotion of the book that said, buy the book. But after initially denying it, these guys really did grill me about my book itself and even about our staff at Rebel News and how we hire them. For example, they asked me about my planning for the book, not for the advertising, but for the book. And that's something that we, you, you may want to discuss with us or not, to see if the book had been planned ahead of time or for the purpose of the election. Uh, that's something that... Uh, that Hang on, that planned ahead of time. What, what's the basis for that question in, in the law? Well, the law says that if the book is exempted regardless of whether there was to be an election or available to the public yes so what's this what's what's planned this what's this planned ahead of time business you just made that up it's right here sir well how can how can you publish a book without planning it ahead of time do you think it just happens spontaneously with the timing, with the, timing of the elections for the purpose of the elections you know we have fixed election days more or less I certainly do So he's asking why I wrote my book when I did. Justin Trudeau's police are asking me why I wrote a book about Justin Trudeau when Justin Trudeau was in an election campaign. They asked me all sorts of questions about the book. Can we speak about your communications plan for the book, your marketing for the book? Well, um, I'll, I'll listen to your questions. To see, to see clarity? I'll okay. listen to your questions. We just wondered if you had a communication plan or a marketing plan. What was your marketing plan, sir? Did you do it all yourself? Did you have a team? Remember, these guys weren't asking out of curiosity. They were building a legal case against me. But why only against me? I got, I got a question for you. I've answered a few of your questions now. Have you investigated any of the other authors 
who published books about Trudeau at the exact same time as me. Have you invested John, I've investigated John Iveson's book or Aaron Wary's book? There's over 24 books that were published around that period. You haven't answered my question. Have you investigated John Iveson or Aaron Wary's books? I haven't. Have you? I haven't. Yeah. Is anyone in your office investigating any other books about Justin Trudeau or just the book that's critical of him? No. Today we're here about Rebel News Network Limited. Oh, I know that. And I'm just asking you to confirm but once that, we're not, done, that not a single other loving book of Trudeau is being investigated. But once we're done, if you believe that there should be complaints that are... No, because I'm not a censor like you. I'm not a bully and a censor. I'm not a bureaucrat looking to justify my budget like you. I go out and earn my living every day, fella. You call in authors to grill them about a book criticizing your boss. Think about who you are. We call the director of Rebel News Network Limited. Yeah, who happens to be the author of the book. I think there's going to be a chapter in, in, about you two fellas in the next edition. Do you have any more questions there? Certainly do. Oh, he wasn't lying. They weren't even half done. They started asking me questions like, why at Rebel News do we hire people who criticize Justin Trudeau? I'm serious. All right, so moving forward. The, so for the book, you seek volunteers that, and without going back to the tape to get the exact quote, that wanted to have had a certain view on Trudeau and Gerald Butts and uh, believed in free speech and that were embarrassed by the Prime Minister Trudeau in blackface and you saw that specific type of person. Is that correct? Why are policemen asking an author and journalist and broadcaster about the political leanings of our staff? I want to go back when you were doing your recruiting for the for people and how you describe them. Can you go over that again for me? Who your type of people you're looking for? So in that, it, were they you were seeking these people for what purpose? Because you, you explained to us the type of people you were seeking. What was the purpose? At one point, one of the cops told me he has me dead to rights. He said I'm guilty. In fact, he told me exactly what I said that he thinks convicts me. And he even offered me a chance to unsay it. So when you, when you came to your decision, you're going to author a book, release a book, in time for the election, and I don't have your own words, but online you, when you received a letter from uh, Madame Gigou, you did a, a blurb online that I watched, and you speak about, of course, that it was released in time for the election. Which, if, if that's your position today, that wouldn't allow you to have the exemption for, for advertising for a book. So that's why we wanted to clarify that with you. Perhaps you were misspoken when you spoke online? Or, so we're here to try to clarify. So it's not about the signs anymore. That was a misdirection and interrogation trick. It's about the book. That I dared to publish a book during the election. So this cop says, I broke the law. You heard him. About 40 minutes into the interrogation, the one cop asked me why I didn't register my book with the government. He said that, I'll let you hear his exact words and my answer to him. The knowledge that you would have or not have of the, of the election act, the Canada Elections Act, when you are planning the book and you 
the, the, the new third party rules, because I believe there's some comments on your side as well about that. Did you give any consideration of saying, maybe I should register as a third party for this circumstance, or maybe I shouldn't um, because of my interpretation of what I'm going to do, or did you um, not make that determination? And Tim, I appreciate the question. Yeah, I absolutely did think about that at great length. Do you want to share any of those thoughts? Well, sure, some of them. I mean, I thought the day I register with the government to write a book is the day we no longer are the true north strong and free. And if Elections Canada's commissioners are stupid enough to prosecute me for writing, publishing, and promoting a book about an election during an election, then that's an important fight to have because we need to roll back these pencil-neck bureaucrats and their blackface boss, and we need to remind them that we're still a free country. So I thought about it long and hard, Tim. This cop asked me if I had any message to take back to his boss, the commissioner. What would you have said? Here's what I said. I don't even understand what I've been accused of doing. I don't understand who accused me. I don't understand when. Um, so this is a, frankly, this is a star chamber that is illegal. I'm here because, really, I wanted to ask a few questions about what you're going to do if I don't give you documents. You wouldn't answer. I wanted to ask who complained. You wouldn't answer. I wanted to see the complaint. You wouldn't answer. Um, I wanted to check you guys out, learn a little bit of how many folks are on the file. You didn't really answer, but I can count. Um, I guess my message to the commissioner is, um, I don't even know who it is, who the commissioner is, to be honest, um, but that'll change. And um, I guess my message is every ounce of energy I have, every dollar I have and can raise, every trick of the trade I can deploy, I will deploy to smashing this law. And I think you know that's true. I think we'll have books and billboards and TV videos and lawn signs and we'll do all sorts of crazy things in defense of free speech and freedom of the press. And we'll do it all. Uh, and it's not what I really want to do. I want to live my life and do my journalism. But if you guys are going to put me through a trial because I wrote and published and promoted an election book during an election, I'm going to do everything I can to um, show you and the country that's not Canadian. You're being un-Canadian by summoning an author to your offices. You're being un-Canadian and you need a reminder. All right, this video is too long already. I'll do a second video with more excerpts from the interrogation. But let me give you a quick glimpse of what's to come. You wouldn't undertake not to raid the offices of Rebel News. Do you, do you know what country you're in, Paul? Yeah, it got worse. I'll have another video for you soon, but look, I need help. I thought this was going to be a joke. No, I don't think so anymore. You heard that one cop. He told me twice that I'm guilty. Once for choosing to write a book during an election, and once for not registering my book with the government. He's going to prosecute me. I need to hire lawyers.
and I have. The same legal eagles who beat Trudeau last time when the debates commissions tried to censor us, remember that? Trudeau banned our rebel news journalists from the leaders' debate. A federal court judge told Trudeau that's illegal. But it still cost us $18,000 to win. Now this fight is going to be bigger than that. I think they mean to break me and to break Rebel News, one of the few independent voices left in the Canadian media. Well, we'll see about that. <laughs> if you can help, please go to saverebelnews.com and chip in whatever you can. We will need it for the legal fight. And stay tuned. We'll have part two of my interrogation video up soon. Thank you. Well, I hope you liked that video. Our next video is one that I'm so proud of. It was such a team effort here at Rebel News. David Menzies had gone down Toronto City Hall, it's called Nathan Phillips Square, so many times because there was sort of a shantytown, an Antifa-style shantytown there, and they had this illegal encampment. City Hall security and police were kicking David out, but letting the protesters live there overnight. Well, I wouldn't stand for that, so we got a team of private security, our lawyer, and five cameramen, and we went down there to put things right. Here is one of the most exciting days of the year for us. Take a look. We're going to go there. David's going to try and do journalism. Ideally, we're done in half an hour because nothing happened. Any people here now? What would you like us to do? Off my land. That's what I would like. We've got another gender. Touch my elder. Your elder? What you're doing is causing a disturbance with everybody here. I need to ask you to leave, okay? What, what have I done to You're cause causing disturbance? Then in Toronto, the town square is a place where a journalist can go peacefully. So if that is not true, we need to know it. I don't have to provide you anything. Okay, well, you're Just like they don't have to provide anything to you. I'm not harassing them. They're following me. Yeah, Can you right. please stop? No. Just came here to see what's going on. You guys are getting violent right away. We evolved through love and diversity. That's what we do. We evolved through love and diversity. That's what we do. We evolved through love and diversity. Listen to the chance. Folks, welcome to John Tory Strana. Hey, get off me. Don't slap my hand away. Don't slap my hand away. Get off the camera. What do you mean? Huh? I will trespass you for non-compliance. I need you to stay back. So this isn't probably the best time to be coming here and doing this. I understand what you're trying to do. So for today, yeah. City Hall security and their staff, they're, they're, they're trespassing you, okay? So we're going to have to escort, escort you off the property. Our purpose is to do journalism. And we're going to make this a fight for civil liberties. We shouldn't have to do, we shouldn't have to hire all these security and lawyers, but we're not going to concede that we can be kicked off City Hall. We, we don't live in Iran or China. We don't, we don't clear out from City Hall because some cop tells us to. 
So I don't want to come across as threatening the police, but what happened yesterday when our people were driven out of the public square by the police will never happen again on my watch for this company. But we're just going to be so compliant with the law that we're going to force the government to reveal itself. Are they really just trying to get rid of us because they don't like the cut of our chin? If so, that's illegal, that's unconstitutional. So that's what's happened. I'm over talking. Let's go, let's go down there and do it. Aaron is coming with all sorts of legal precedents in hand, just in case, not if the protesters attack us, but if City Hall attacks us in real time. We're going to meet our security detail at Old City Hall, then we'll walk across the street, and um, hopefully we'll be done in half an hour. Hopefully it'll be uneventful. But if, if the city and the police have other plans, we're as ready as we can be. Well, you may recall, folks, that yesterday I went to Nathan Phelps Square. It has been commandeered uh, by a group that's uh, primarily composed of Indigenous and Black people, and evidently we're not allowed to be on the square. It is like the Antifa uh, autonomous city in Seattle, but it's even amped up a little more because it's right where the seat of government is here in the municipality of Toronto, Toronto City Hall. We were told that by police that if we didn't exit the square, we would be arrested and charged with trespass. And yet they're turning a blind eye to the squatters. Not only that, folks, the city is aiding and, and enabling them by putting up porta potties for their comfort. But we don't take no for an answer here at Rebel News. We fight for freedom. And I'm right now with the commander himself, Ezra Levent. What did you make of our experience yesterday, Ezra? It was completely unacceptable, David. You know me, I, I have my own show, but I, I let you do most of the field work in Ontario. But I saw you went to Kingston, Ontario on the weekend, and we had one security guard with you. The police were not there, and you were swarmed by Antifa. Our security guard did a good job and pulled you out of there, but it was outrageous that the police were not there. It is unacceptable that the police who dismissed our private security yesterday did not protect our journalists. In particular, they swarmed one of our cameramen, Mocha. And it's doubly unacceptable to me that the same city hall police and security that allows a unhygienic, unlawful, violence-prone squatters camp literally on the plaza in front of City Hall. They abide that, but they tell peaceful, law-abiding journalists to skedaddle? No. So we are back here today with seven security guards and our lawyer, Aaron Rosenberg. It's absurd. We have a team of seven, eight, nine, ten people plus Five, we got 15 people here today just to assist you doing a story. So we're going to go into this camp now, and you're going to do a normal story. What I'm going to be looking for, and so will our lawyer, is will John Tory's politicized police, who have ignored this illegal encampment, 
will they try to crack down on you, on me, on our professional licensed insured security? If so, we have a serious problem. Let's go to the front steps of City Hall and let's let you do journalism. We're going to be so compliant with the law. We're going to be professional. We're going to be lawful. We're not going to cause a scene. We're going to be so perfect in our conduct that the police will literally have no cause to eject us other than political bias. We're controlling every other variable. Hey, you people here, go! Well, folks, we are at literally the scene of the crime. This is the illegal encampment. It's supposedly a circle. It's not quite geometrically correct. But this is where we were yesterday. And evidently there's, um, there's a phony baloney rule that I think people and even media are allowed to be outside the circle, but we can't venture inside the circle. Now, here come the umbrellas. You can tell there's not a raindrop in the air today. It's a nice sunny day in Toronto. So this is going to be to attempt to block our cameras so you know we can't capture their crimes on video. It's a typical Antifa 101 tactic in massaging the narrative uh, to their liking. Also as you can see as I alluded to earlier we got a couple of porta-potties established by the city so not only are the police coming in and John Tory saying you cannot be here it is illegal they are making these squatters have a comfortable place to be it should also be noted that despite this illegal occupation uh, there is 0, 0.0 um, police presence and then we have one solitary security guard there notably he is behind a steel wall of sorts a temporary steel fencing uh, very funny that isn't it folks the left is, a, is typically against uh, building walls so that a country can um, maintain its sovereignty in terms of illegal aliens coming to the country but when they are threatened at City Hall uh, walls are very effective indeed now as you can see off camera too this is where they start shoving umbrellas and whatnot into our faces and they start complaining, don't touch me, and that this is an assault on them. Uh, here's this guy, as you can see. I don't know what he's got. They don't want free speech. They don't want freedom of the press. They don't want um, freedom of expression. They want tyranny. They... Not to oh, spread lies and... oh, oh, is that right? What's the truth, ma'am? See, again, you ask them a question and they can't answer it. They respond with vulgarity. A conversation when oh. people are against you. They don't want anyone to hear the story. Well, maybe, ma'am, if you put your umbrella down. Um... By the way, why is it that you people don't want your encampment filmed? <laughs> you people in the encampment, ma'am. This is an occupation. Oh, it's an occupation. Okay, well, we're dealing with semantics right now. You're on my land. You're on my territories. Who are you, colonizer? Can I see a deed, please? Pardon me? Can I see the deed? You don't need to see my fucking deed. Okay. Do you know what the history is? Are you, you able to respond to a question without profanity? Are these your lands? Okay. Were you orig your original person of these lands? Are these your lands? Well, I believe this is a public square, ma'am. Do you believe? Do you know that these are not your lands? 
Does somebody come up into your home and take up your space? So, Does somebody come into your home and they can dictate how you run your household? So what would you what would you like? What would you like us to do? Off my land. That's what I would like. What about all these other people on your land? Why don't they? Protesting against you. This is not public space. This is Anishinaabe territory. Okay. I, I don't want to get into history. I want to get into current events. If you want to abolish the police, ma'am, who do we call when the bad guys harass people? Out? The bad guys can get the f out of here. It's your people that they did this, had this mindset in people. here. You Our people right. were peaceful people before they came here. So, you know, I think you're probably a nice lady. If someone were to criminally harass you, harm you, who would you call if you abolished the police, ma'am? Well, I'm uh, interviewing an umbrella again. So, like I said, folks, as you can see, that is their main goal. They have a big uh, red and white sign that says abolish the police, not defund the police. Well, why are you getting in our way, sir? You know. By the way, this is this is another tactic, folks. They they walk an inch away from us, and then they play the victim card. You know. Oh, the, oh, here's Silent Sam again. Don't touch me. Don't touch me. So, anyways, don't touch. It's getting testy, as you can see. Now, where, where, and you'd think. Now, you'd think with an illegal occupation like this there would be a police presence. But Mayor Tory has called off the cops, it would seem. We are probably a four minute drive from police headquarters. You know. Don't touch me, sir. What's your purpose here? My purpose here is to do uh, some journalism. All right, so right now, what you're doing is causing a disturbance with everybody here. I need to ask you to leave, okay? Uh, what what have I done to cause You're causing disturbance. disturbance. I need you to leave the property. And what have I done to cause Causing disturbance, sir. I need you to leave the property. You I, have been cautioned, and I've, I've said it. It is loud and clear. You have been cautioned. I need you to leave the property. I've been trespassing you, okay? For causing disturbance. Shut the property act. You have been cautioned. Which section of the act? I don't have to uh, tell you, but... You have to tell me what grounds I violated, ma'am. Causing the service, sir. I look have it to, up. I, I have looked it up, ma'am. Hey, is that that wacky tobacco that's legal now? Listen to your heart decolonize your mind. What does that mean, ma'am? Smells like a dead skunk in the middle of the road, actually. But, uh... It's a free country. Now, you guys. We can do that if we want. Oh, is that right? Is that your idea of freedom? Shutting down the media, sir? Huh? I thought I thought we weren't allowed inside your sacred circle, sir. We're outside of your sacred circle because you're disruptors. How are we antagonizers? I'm just standing here talking. You're the one disrupting. No, I'm not. You're disrupting by coming and going against what we believe, which is to abolish the police. How does that? How does that help anyone? How does that help any? So as you can see, hey, hey, hey! Don't don't touch the equipment. You punch the microphone. You punch them like I didn't do nothing wrong. No, if I you got my hand in front of your camera, sir. If you didn't do nothing wrong, that means you did something wrong. You used a double negative. Hey. I'm sorry, you're not educated. Hey, hey, take your hands. Take your hands. No, don't even go. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. So, so you can see the it's open season. Don't touch me. And uh, you're the one that punched my microphone, sir. What? That's vandalism. No, don't touch me. So, anyways, Don't touch. so Don't touch. I'm not sure how much we're capturing, folks, but this yep, is uh, yep, yep. this is a uh, par for the course with these uh, Antifa wannabes. You know, 
I, I think this is the definition of harassment. You can't. Oh, oh, hi. We've got, we've got another gender. Touch my fucking elder. Your elder? <laughs> so again, I'm not sure what they're trying to accomplish aside from making themselves look like infants. How are you? You tell me, my friend. I don't know. You look. Uh, Sounds like we're all pretty sick, no. aren't we? Get out of here. We're all yeah. sick, my friend. Get out of here, man. Give us space. Oh, Give us space. Give us space. I'm in a public square, bro. Come on, let's go. Let's go. separated from some members of our team it is completely lawless here there's oh there's some police right there let's see if I flog them over they do anything hey police 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 look at this look at this I guess they have to uh, enforce the uh, Bay Street clear lane or something the cops are running away from the crime We came here today with seven private professional insured security so we could do journalism. We briefed ourselves on various laws and we were compliant throughout. We went through the law, no swearing, no troublemaking, and we simply stood in there to report and our security did their best but they were overwhelmed and there was a fisticuff. I'd like to go back and calmly stand in the town square and do a five-minute news report. But I was driven out despite spending thousands of dollars on private security. Now that you guys are here, I wonder if I can walk back into the town square of my city peacefully in compliance with all laws and exercise my right as a journalist. All right, you don't have to put that in my face. So, um... We were talking to the security over there, right? And they were saying that uh, some of the words uh, you guys were saying and using were antagonizing the crowd there. And it's not it was true. What words? I, I didn't even talk to them. I didn't even, I didn't even talk to them. Did you say anything to them? I didn't say, uh, not a word. The security weren't even there, so the security didn't hear anything. The security never came to help. They were always at least 100 feet away. So they physically could not have heard things. I proactively went to the security to ask for assistance, I was told I had to leave uh, under the trespass and I said, what have I done? And she couldn't say it. So what I'm saying here is, and I'm happy to go alone or send David alone, 
the reason we brought seven people with us is because our journalists were, were threatened yesterday and I thought, I can't have our journalists being beat up. So will you either allow me or hopefully walk with me so I stand in front of my city hall as a journalist and do a five minute news report in front of my city hall, completely compliant with the law and separated by a band of blue steel from the protesters. Right. So right now, I got to talk to the city hall security again. They advised me that they had trespassed you guys from yeah. the property. You guys want to do your journalism? Yeah. We don't take offense to that. Blessed are the peacemakers. I think you could fix this by letting us go out. Those guys won't. I want to. I want to stand. Why don't you guys like stand? Because this is my city. Is no, no, no. I'm going to go on the other side of the ramp. I'll keep. 20 feet away from the bad guys, and I'm gonna use my Section 2B charter right to report the news in my city. So you're free to report the news, that's not the problem at all. And I'm also free to stand on the town square. Explain it to me, so see that stairwell that's going down, is that where you wanna set up? That's not bad, yeah, sure. Okay, so I don't see a problem with that. Great. I'm gonna tell you right now, Yeah. if the situation starts to explode, and, and security wants you to leave, then I'm going to have to ask you, right? Well, officer, I want to tell you, the law says, the law doesn't talk about situations. The law talks about people. I'm not going to explode. David's not going to explode. My cameramen aren't going to explode. And my professional licensed security certainly aren't going to explode. There are some explosive people in here, but the law touches explosive people, not explosive incidents. And I'm not leaving because some guy explodes at me. The law also touches... I haven't right. breached the peace at all. If you want to take the position, officer, and I know you don't, that a peaceful, quiet news report on the town square is breaching the peace, that's a law that needs to be tested. Let's just go and do some journalism, officer. Let me speak to the security. Give me a quick second. Sure. And I, uh, if you also want to call Colonel Sanders, he has about <laughs> as much authority as these mall cops. But you do what you got to do. We all got to work together. We oh, all together. Blessed are the peacemakers. You're the best. I like that guy. <laughs> I'm going to do a news report on my town square where I pay taxes every day. That's just happening. Whether I do it with the cops, with the security, or by my lonesome, it's happening. All right, uh, we spoke to the security there. They said uh, at 1234, they trespassed, they trespassed all of you guys. So here's what I'm going to do. Um, I'm going to walk there now. And that'll, be, that'll go one of three ways, I think. One is I'll go by myself and I'll probably get attacked. That won't be good. The other is you come with me and I don't think they're going to lay a glove on you. But I know how tough it is to be a cop these days. They're filming everything. They're going to try and get you. It's tough. The third is you arrest me. Oh, I don't want that to happen. But I am ready for that to happen. Because the only reason I'm here with 15 of my friends is because we were shooed away from the town square yesterday and thought the president of the company himself is going to come down and prove that in Toronto, the town square is a place where a journalist can go peacefully. So if that is not true, we need to know it. And if I get personally attacked, we need to know it. If I get arrested, we need to know it. So I'm going to do that now. Right. I'm going to do well, whether or not you guys is, are there. Well, the thing is, I did mention that to them, and, yeah. and they don't, 
want you on the property right you know now, what so. uh one eight hundred i don't care i mean their opinion matters I, I, not at all to me what i'm saying is why don't you shoot some footage from here and get and get what you can get because because i'm not standing here and make sure that you guys are safe right now no. um right? because i'm a free citizen and that's my town hall that's my town square that's right. the answer why there's no other answer to it I'm explaining to you what security told me. If you're not happy with their... I'm not interested in playing legal games with mall cops, officer. So I'm so unless you have any last-minute things to say, I am now going to walk with my bravest cameraman and David. I'm going to walk to the stairs. I hope I don't get beat up. I hope I don't get arrested. Those are two possibilities. I hope you guys will just walk with me to the stairs. I'll do five minutes of journalism, and then I'll call it a day. Just to be clear, if I get a trespass... So, Moke, are you coming? I thought that was a magnificent performance of, um, I guess, outdoor lawyering. Um, we are asserting ourselves. You can already hear the moans from the sacred circle of the autonomous city. And we're being met with the mall cops, for lack of a better term. Ezra Levant here for rebelnews.com. I'm standing in the town square of Toronto. Um, corporate security, okay. we're trespassing you from the property for causing disturbance. I haven't caused a disturbance. Stop lying, please. Please stop lying. Please don't lie on TV. You're interfering with you this peaceful uh, yes. demonstration. Please don't lie on TV. Sorry, you gotta go. Please don't lie. You gotta go. You have to go. No, I don't. Sorry, you have to go. Well, here's my lawyer. You can talk to him, okay? I'm. I'm okay. I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep doing my work. If you guys yeah, want to interfere, no, what's your name? What's your name? Show me your ID. He has been I don't believe you. Show me your. Show me your ID. Well, right here. This is mine. Right here. I can't see your name. Stop hiding your name. Right Yusuf Kassam? Yes, and, uh, and, and what grounds are you objecting to? I'm asking me? you to leave. You've already seen my ID. Ask, asking me to leave is in the grounds. All right. Talk to, talk to my lawyer or talk to one of the kids. Okay, sir. They, they okay. trust you in the ass. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not leaving. Let me just do my report and then I'll get out of here. If you want to arrest me, go ahead. I'm not. Ezra Levant here for, the Rebel, for rebelnews.com. I'm standing in a very strange place. Normally, it's the town square of my own city. But today, it's a encampment, a rather gross, urine-soaked encampment of protesters, rather incoherent. We sent reporters here yesterday to try and have a conversation with them, but it was not useful. Uh, then mall security, I'm calling them mall security because that's what they are, told our people to leave. Now, that's not what the law says. What disappointed me the most is that a Toronto City policeman said if we didn't leave, we would be charged under the trespass laws now i contacted aaron rosenberg our lawyer and we went through the trespass laws very carefully and he confirmed that there are certain grounds you have to violate before being trespassed and we didn't violate those so today this morning we had a staff meeting going through those laws and we came back well you saw the footage of the mini riot that happened and our seven private security guards were actually attacked and i don't blame them for saying we got to get out of here the cops weren't around luckily uh four of toronto's finest did finally come and after some attempts at negotiation i told them one of three things going to happen i'm going to come back down here myself alone and get beat up i'm going to come back down here with their protection thank god that's what we're doing or the third option is they'd arrest me I'm very glad it's ending without arrest, although the day's not done. That's about it for me. This isn't an interesting story. I mean, these protesters are a rent-a-mob. They're not interesting in any way. What is an interesting story is how John Tory's Toronto has rolled out the red carpet for lawlessness and is cracking down 
on journalists peacefully doing their profession. What have we learned today, folks? Do we have free speech in Canada? I think we do. But it's kind of like Diet Coke or free speech light, if you will. It's not the full meal deal. It's not the First Amendment uh, like our American cousins have. Um, we got our little five minutes and then we get the bums rush. I'm not blaming the individual police officers. This is the bailiwick of John Tory and his spineless uh, leadership in the city of Toronto. I regret that our private security took some punches. Um, I have to say Toronto's police did the right thing in the end. I, th I understand Toronto police wanting to negotiate, wanting to have a diplomatic solution, but that's not how it is between a bank robber and a bank teller. That's not how it is between a fireman and a fire. There's right and wrong, and there's lawful and unlawful. And committing acts of journalism in the public town square, that's lawful. All right, what a great day. Thanks everybody for your support. If you want to help cover the costs of our seven private security, it's a big bill. Go to journalistdefensefund.com. Thanks, officers. Well, our number one video of the year, uh, in so many ways, great reporting, story of the year, and it actually got more views than anything else we did this year, was Kean Bexty going to a Black Lives Matter Antifa rally in little Innisfail, Alberta, a small town. I don't think most people have ever heard of it. It has nothing to do with Black Lives Matter, which is a radical American movement. Um, there were never slaves, uh, black slaves in Innisfail. There were never slaves in Alberta. Um, it's a bizarre grafting of a U.S. concept onto Canada for political profit. Kean went there, and this amazing video was the result. Take a look. I'm here in Innisfail today where a protest is planned, a Black Lives Matter protest backed by Antifa, as they tend to be across North America. The community here in Innisfail is anxious. They're concerned and they're worried that one, violence could break out as it tends to do. In Edmonton, they smashed the window of a cop car, left graffiti everywhere. Some businesses just on the drive in here, we've seen that their windows are all shuttered. They have no idea how to respond to this because it's bullying at the end of the day. These folks are coming in from large cities to tell the people of Innisfail that they are racist. That's obviously not true. I've spoken with the minority groups here in Innisfail and they've told me that they love it here. The people are the nicest people that they've ever met and they've never once experienced racism. But that's not going to stop the radicals with Black Lives Matter to come into this community to intimidate them and try to re-educate them. So the people here in Innisfail are concerned, one, of violence, but two, the spread of the Wuhan coronavirus. They've done a pretty good job at keeping central Alberta clean uh, from viral infections. And they're worried that this protest full of young people who have been mingling at other protests across Alberta are going to bring it into this community, which is largely senior. This could impact the lives of the people here in Innisfail. If an old person over the age of 85 got this infection, their chance of survival is not near as high as these selfish youth who are protesting for pretty much no reason. We're going to see if they can actually come up with a reason for why they're protesting. If they have an example of actual racism here in Innisfail, like they say, it's just, it's just riddled with racism here in Innisfail. So we're going to actually go see if they have any examples of that happening. 
coming to speak at the protest. Why is it important to have this protest here in Innisfil? Uh, well, I, I'm not sure if I'm actually going to be speaking per se. It's uh, just to support other councillors that have a message to, to get out there and support uh, the anti-racism. Um, Can you give me an example of racism here? Uh, examples? I personally have seen, um, like I have some uh, close friends that they've exhibited, you know, whether they are black or of another culture. Uh, just being uncomfortable you know you go to some of these soccer soccer games you go to uh, hockey games you go to any public event and and there is that level of just feeling a little bit less comfortable and I really want Innisfail to make everyone feel comfortable. Uh, are you from Innisfail? I'm not I'm from Calgary. Okay drove drove in for the uh, party. Absolutely. Okay Absolutely. could you give me an example of police brutality in Innisfail? Um, I'm actually not going to talk to any media today. I'm sorry. That's just not something. There's lots of media and people talking to media over there. Um, as far as my quote on anything, I'm not going to give one. Well, you're, you're at a protest. What's your point here, if not to spread your message? I'm here to show support. That's all. To stop police brutality in the town of Innisfil with 7,000 people. To stop police brutality in general. Are you, are you here to support the rally? Yes. Okay. Would, would you be able to give me any examples of... Uh, a few racist pieces of Get the fuck out of here, you Are you Nazi? I'm not a Nazi. Do you have an example of, of racism or police brutality here in Innisfil? I don't know. I, I don't know if anything's happened in Innisfil, but I do know there were threats against a small little group. I really don't care. It's just you that has a stick up with their butt. What is black excellence? Excellence actually is, is that, so see, uh, we are, we're some of our students, uh, we actually have this show is that black people excellences. What would you, how would you respond to a shirt that said white excellence? White people, yeah, the white people always promote excellence, they don't need to be promoted, but we promote black excellences. Hi there, are, are you from Innisfil? Yeah. Are you from Innisfil? This is Rebel Beatty, I wouldn't talk to him if I It's okay, don't worry about her. Uh, are you from Innisfil? I'm from Canada. Doesn't matter. Sure, okay. But not from Innisfil. I, the reason I want no. The reason I ask is I just want to know if you have any example of systemic racism in this town. Why did you choose this town specifically? I don't want to answer that. Thank you. Why though? Yeah. Yeah. I just told her. Like, don't talk. Don't talk to him. Any example? Matter. I know. Yes. We. Black ones too is hurting right now. I, I know the natives are suffering. I know everyone is suffering in but, their yeah, own way. But I just want an example of race. It doesn't of have to be equal. It doesn't have to be equal. It doesn't have to be equal. It doesn't have to be equal? It doesn't have to be equal. It doesn't have to be equal. We're all human. You know? Also affects working Albertans that yeah. may not agree with us. So yeah. our presence here is a sign to other people that are working in the same trenches as us, the same intersections. You this rally in particular is about anti-police brutality and we're wondering if there's an example of police brutality against black people specifically or any visible I minority. I haven't seen any brutality from police in Innisfail. I actually know that most of the police in Innisfail are very personable. Could you give me an example of uh, police brutality or racism here in Innisfail? Well, I just moved to uh, Innisfail, so I haven't oh, seen more. around here. Uh, from Red Deer. Okay. So uh, if, if you haven't seen any sort of police brutality, why are you at an anti-police brutality rally? Well, I, I've seen or experienced myself some 
situations with police that have made me rather uncomfortable. Your poster says it's a white people problem, racism. Do you think that that statement might be racist itself? Um, I don't have any comments You don't have any examples of police brutality. Do you have any examples of police brutality against black people in Canada at all? I'm not going to make any more comments to you guys. I'm sorry. Uh, there are people over there that would love to make a comment. I'm not one of them. It sounds like you don't really have any examples of police brutality. You just kind of want to be here and hold a sign. Talk to media. They're bullying the small town people into what their ideation is and how they should feel about this issue. And most of the people, particularly in Innisfil, are seniors. There's a lot of senior population here. They should be listening to them. Coming here to tell me I'm racist. Well, I came to the protest I saw, I because I've. Poster that said people here that live here are racist. Oh, you seen the poster? Not this one. No, no, I'm. No, this one doesn't say anything about racism. Right? This has nothing to say about racism. What? Oh, you cringe your face when you see that. Why? Well, I've just seen that symbol in other places that makes me a little uncomfortable because it's a very violent, so aggressive... You need to ask yourself, why are you here to come witness this? Why am I here to come witness this? Because this is a small town and this kind of thing is not really what something kind of we what like to see. A gathering you're, of you're, people from... You're really not giving me information. I'm telling you what I'm here for. She's referring to the pandemic uh, that is There's risking the lives of large... Probably the biggest okay. one in Alberta. I'm sorry. Yes. So why are you here? I to support to, to, for myself. I'm here to represent myself as a black you person. How about this? Represent to the locals. This right here. What is your message to Innisfil? To 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 bring up these things, talk to each other, and kill the racism. Where's the racism? Can you give me a specific example of racism? Racism is when, right now, when you've seen this, what, is this, what does this mean to you? Why am I a racist? What is this? Because that, that, I've seen that symbol last in other places that initiate... Up to this point, I was over on the, on the side there thinking this is great, this is peaceful, no problem, and I'm all for peaceful rallies, protests, I've done it all across the country. A, a fellow comes up on a, on a motorcycle and, and all of a sudden they are swarmed and surrounded and intimidated. This, this is what Innisfil doesn't need. We don't need intimidation and we don't need the movement of Black Lives Matter that are intimidating in our town. And what happened to the coronavirus? Do you see anybody social distancing here? All of a sudden that's gone. I've got businesses over here that have moved their vehicles because they're worried. And are they worried because there's been peaceful protests? No, they're because they're worried because they're intimidated. They have an intimidation factor, and that's wrong. Why would you come to Innisfil, which is like a sweet, polite town of elderly people that are afraid of COVID, and you inundate them? I mean, I feel so sad. This is... The people of Innisfil are wonderful. I mean, I've lived in this town for 40 years, and if anything, I've seen nothing but acceptance for colored people, and in fact, usually an interest in them, because there isn't a lot. I grew up here, and I experienced a ton of prejudice growing up here. Did Sorry, you? Are you, as a white person, you experience prejudice? As a minority, I experienced a lot of prejudice. What's, sorry, what's your, you're not a visible minority. Could you elaborate? I'm gay. Okay. And this is a gay rally or a Black Lives Matter rally? It's a rights rally. Could you give me examples of that prejudice? None. Okay. Yeah, well, racism exists. There's no doubt about that. But to say that it's systematic, institutional, 
There actually has to be laws against people for the color of their culture that says you can't get ahead. And in fact, I see in North American democratic countries, we make sure that people actually have extra rights so that they aren't being left behind. Well, I think everybody has the right to their free speech. And I think everybody's allowed to exercise it perfectly fine. But you got him holding a sign that says silence and violence. And a lot of the time, everybody knows by now, if you have a contrary opinion to the left wing, then you're silenced. You're removed from Facebook. You try to report anybody for their violence on the other side, and nothing gets done about that. There's a clear worldwide agenda going on here that involves media and governments on left-wing governments all around the world. Every UN country, it's all the exact same politics that are going on in the world right now. It's hard to even say what's going on, but things certainly aren't getting better, that's for sure. I don't think that tribalizing people helps. The more groups that have been coming out over the last few years, the more problems there's been. I think that there's more problems now than there had been since the last 15 years before lately. And why is it Black Lives Matter only comes out during election season? That was a really good question. About them for four years, and now they're back out in the public again because it's an election coming up again. This is a political agenda. If you go to Black Lives Matter... No, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. I'm saying the organization itself seems to have political motives behind it. No, I don't. Could you give me an, ex an example of racism here in Innisfil? I'm not from Innisfil. I'm oh. from Alder Flats. I grew up with redneck racists. So, yeah, it does exist. But you're not a racist? No. Okay. I do not. Do get that thing out of my face. You're too close. You can interview me without being intrusive. Okay. If you just had an example of racism, though, that'd be great. Step back up. So stop walking closer to her, right? I could give you a thousand examples of racism that I've I, ju I just want one example. Please, please. that. We just want to tell the world how racist it is here in small town Alberta. Racist for you to feel the need to come here and say you're not racist. That's racist. No, you're white, so you're supposed to be silent. Thank you for confirming. I don't know if you heard, uh, was that recording there? I don't know if you heard that, she said that everything here was literally created by slaves, which is obviously not true. Uh, Canada abolished slavery uh, over 200 years ago, I think it was now, and this town isn't even 100 years old. I don't think. Alberta, at least, is about 115 years old, uh, and it was created well after slavery was abolished in Canada. So they clearly have no idea what they're talking about. The people who build this country are the elderly people in the seniors home on the south 100%, 100%. end of town. 100%. They built this country. Their parents built this country. They were the pioneers, the homesteaders, built this country. Slavery did not build Alberta. No, no, it absolutely did not. And, and that's probably one of the biggest sources of aggravation. I was in the store here for a few minutes before all this gong show started, and the people here are angry that they're being told by people from out of town that they're racist, that they don't understand. The fact that no Frills let this happen on their property. Do you feel they betrayed their own town? It's not these folks that are going to be shopping at that No Frills tomorrow. 100%. And yeah, I, and I think even the staff, and, and I won't speak for them, but I do feel, and, and some of the customers that were in there, and I engaged with them a little bit, they're angry. They're angry that these people are here, that they're intending to educate us and tell us these things. Yeah, and that was the term that I saw in a poster that was telling them all to come to this. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. I appreciate you chatting with me. It was a very delightful conversation, unlike most that I've had. So I appreciate Rebel. You guys are <laughs> truthful and authentic and 
that's a breath of fresh air. Should I not have the freedom to hear and see reporting that is different from mainstream media? Let them do their job. Hey, always cut your back, brother. Always. Would you be able to tell me what, what is important about this? Why is it important that we rally here in Innisfil? Um, I think these rallies serve kind of two different functions. I think part of it is in support of the peaceful protesters in the States being met with military force by their um, current leader. Uh, and I also think it's kind of just a big, you know, flip off to racism kind of a thing. And I think it's about recognizing Canada has a lot of its own problems um, with reconcil reconciliation now being part of a cr the curriculum since 2007. It's a really important step just acknowledging what has happened, but I also see a lot of people denying that there is anything going on. And I'm not saying that things are as bad as they were in the 20s by any means, but I think it's you're just frankly incorrect if you think that there aren't racial problems here in Alberta, even in Innisfail. Are, are, you, are you from Innisfail? No, I'm from Lacombe, actually. Lacombe. Yeah. Could you give me an example of police brutality uh, here in Innisfail? I can't because I'm not from Innisfail. There's assholes everywhere. And, and when you grow up in life, you're always going to meet people that don't agree with you, that are rude or ignorant, and that's life. Canada, I'm so sad because we are not a racist nation. There are racist people in Canada, but we are not a racist nation. Hey, would I be able to ask you a quick question about just your, your speech there? Could you give me an example of systemic racism here in Innisfail. You just came to give a speech. Can you give an example of it? I'm absolutely not giving. Thank you. You don't understand consent, eh? Uh, consent is being in public and... And deciding I don't have to do anything you asked. Didn't tell you you had to. I was just asking you questions. Yes, and I said no. Could you give me an example of, of actual Beyonce. racism Beyonce here in Innisfail? Nothing? Been looking for 23 years, haven't I've lived here for almost 22 years now, and I haven't seen any racism. I've seen shitty people. Holy mackerel, white people have never seen racism! No, but... So, like, I've, I've lived in Innisfil my entire life. Or, like, just west of town, and then recently I've lived in town now. I've never seen racism. I have a lot of... I probably know 50 Syrian refugees about... Well, they're from Syria, then they went to Lebanon, now they're in Canada. But they've been here for about two years, some longer, some a bit shorter. One guy worked at Tim Hortons for about a year and a half, and I've asked him, like, have you ever experienced racism? He's like, no. He's like, I've never... Yeah, his first name is Muhammad, and he's never experienced racism. He's like, I've met shitty people, but, like, every service job you have shitty people. He's like, there's shitty white people, there's shitty black people. What do you think, that, what do you think the reason is for these, uh, the, these radicals to come into this community to re-educate you? Why, why did they pick Innisfil? Uh, well, Brittany Beauvais, she made a post on Facebook about doing the protest, and then they're like... I forget exactly what happened. Like, it got denied or something. Yeah, there's a lot of backlash. She cancelled. Yeah. And then, and then it got trending on Twitter. And now everyone's here, and I'm just like wondering. Like, there's quite an old population in in Innisfil here. Like, there's an old folks home on the south end of town. Like, why are we exposing everyone to COVID right now? Like, it is a problem. You think it's selfish? Uh, maybe. There's an argument for it to be selfish and unselfish. I think there's a lot of police brutality. There's you've seen a lot of... Here in Innisfil, though, have you seen an example of police brutality, honestly? I have not. Not. No, no, I'm not counter-protest. I'm just here because... just Yeah. This is their, this is their, this is their it town. It doesn't matter. Even if it's their town, I'm allowed to come here. Anytime. What? Yeah. Yeah, you don't have to hear it. Could you ex explain what brought you here? I'm, my name's Kian. From? 
With whom? I'm from Calgary. I'm from Calgary too. Nice to meet you. Yeah. So you are telling me I'm not allowed to come here because he lives here? I didn't say that. Yeah, you just said it like a few minutes ago. No, I was just wondering why. why you are saying why did you pick? Why did you pick Innisfail? Why did you pick Innisfail? Because we can. Because you can. Yeah. You came here to re-educate these people specifically. I can go anywhere Canada, anywhere I want to. How are you re-educating other people to assert that Black Lives Matter? Like, that's not the message here. That's not what that's not what people are saying here. They're saying that people they're saying that people here in Innisfail are specifically racist. I haven't heard any. Are you from are, are you from Innisfail? I'm not giving you any information. I'm sure you're not from Innisfail, or else you wouldn't be protesting here. Well, that's our show for today. Thanks so much for watching. Until next time. On behalf of all of us here at Rebel World Headquarters, good night. Keep fighting for freedom.